The Many Hats of Ralph Arnold, Art, Identity, and Politics opened at the Museum of Contemporary Photography here in Chicago on October 11th. The exhibition tells the story of Ralph Arnold, a prolific artist who made photo collages that appropriated and commented upon the mass media portrayals of gender, sexuality, race, and politics during the tumultuous 1960s through the 80s. Joining me in studio right now is Greg Foster Rice. He is an associate professor of the history of photography at Columbia College here in Chicago. He is also the curator of the exhibit. He joins the AMP this morning to talk about Ralph Arnold. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks an awful lot for having me, Jesse. Appreciate yeah, this it. is. Uh, this sounds like it's an absolutely remarkable exhibition, and I'm excited that you're able to bring this to life. So before we even get into how this is presented and what you hope an audience t- takes away from it, let's talk about Ralph Arnold proper. How did you come into contact with the art of Mr. Ralph Arnold? And for those who may be hearing the name for the first time, who was he? Yeah, sure. Um, Well, Ralph Arnold is going to be pretty unfamiliar to a lot of people these days, but um, he was a central figure in the Chicago arts movements um, of the 1960s and the 1970s. Um, I heard your promo for the Time Is Now show. Um, He's actually got a piece in that show, so he was a part of that. He was friends with many of the Chicago imagists, uh, folks that may be more familiar like Ed Paschke, members of the black arts movement like Barbara Jones Hogu, uh, Wadsworth Jarrell, other folks like that. Um, He was friends with photographers around the city. And uh, he was kind of a central figure in the 60s and 70s in Chicago, um, one of the main exhibiting artists and, and considered by some people to be Chicago's other um, main African-American artist next to Richard Hunt. Um, had a lot of gallery shows downtown, um, as well as work at the Southside Community Arts Center and in the neighborhoods. We were talking off mic and you were saying that he was a central figure during that period and his art was pretty prevalent. What do you think happened that an artist like Ralph Arnold's art became a little more obscure to the point where, as you mentioned it, some folks might not know his name in 2018? Uh, it's an interesting story. He um, he ended up, part of it is, is that Arnold himself, uh, when he became the chair of the art department at Loyola University, was a beloved professor there, focused a lot more on his teaching and his service to the arts community. Um, but the other component is that uh, Arnold's work, because he's a collage artist who works in a, who applies collage to a variety of media, and he mixes uh, figurative collage, images that he appropriated from time, ebony, life, um, all over paintings, drawings, handmade books, sculptures. He also incorporated a lot of abstraction in his art. One of the, the challenges for historians and critics was that his work um, didn't really fit into any single movement. He also, because he was friends with people in the Chicago images, the black arts movement, pop art, abstraction, he kind of, he himself was sort of moving among these different movements and couldn't easily be pigeonholed or categorized. So he doesn't show up, for example, in big surveys because there's no easy way to define him. Um, I, you know, I think another component is that um, he also, um, his intersectional identity plays a, a role in this um, as, a, as a gay, black, Korean War veteran. Um, he had um, an identity that he expressed through his art that many mainstream critics um, weren't that accepting of and didn't also understand exactly how to how to address that. But I think that's also one of the reasons why it's really it's time to reintroduce people to Ralph Arnold, because I think his work really speaks um, to the very political moment that we're in right now and to a lot of the issues that we're addressing as a country right now. In studio with me is Greg Foster Rice. He's the curator of the Many Hats of Ralph Arnold Art, Identity and Politics, opening at the Museum of Contemporary Photography here in Chicago on October 11th. Now we're talking about a period in the United States that was incredibly tumultuous, as you've Mm -hmm. stated yourself, both politically, both socially. What themes did Ralph Arnold's art navigate? What were the subjects that he touched on and addressed through his works? 
Sure. Um, well, a number of the pieces address the politics of the time period. Um, he made pieces about the 1968 protests uh, in front of the Democratic National Convention, incorporated actual protest posters um, from that were used in the protests themselves, as well as magazine um, collage pieces. Um, he also made pieces about the civil rights movement, uh, the rise of the black power movement, um, the black arts movement, the way that all of that was communicated to a middle-class African-American audience through Ebony. Um, so there's a really interesting conversation going on there about the role that mass media plays in conveying some of these ideas. Um, music of the time period. Um, he was an aficionado of um, local Chicago musicians um, as well as sort of national performing musicians, many of the figures on chess records, uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield, The Impressions, um, Aretha Franklin and others, and he incorporated them into some of his pieces too. He does a couple of pieces on the history of black music in which um, as a kind of amateur musicologist, he's tracing that history and its relationship to the civil rights movement too. Where does collage fit on the spectrum of what is considered art? Well, a collage is a really important component of his art um, and it's uh, the way that we're going to be talking about collage in the show is both as a technique where he's layering all of these images and he's bringing them together in any of these different um, media. Again, like I said, painting and or sculpture or books. Um, it's also a metaphor um, because the layering, as you've got you know images laid on top of another and he's sort of burnishing them and tearing them and painting on top of them. We're also arguing that it's a metaphor for his own intersectional identity as a gay black man who was also uh, a Korean War veteran, that you can't really understand any of his his blackness or his queerness without thinking of the other components of his identity. And he seems to be very conscious of that in his art. How did you become familiar with Ralph Arnold and his work? Um, I became familiar with his work because uh, I co-curated a show at the Art Institute called The City Lost and Found um, in 2014-15. And we included a piece of his in that show that was a recent acquisition at the Art Institute. Um, and then afterwards, I was looking for another project um, and realized that there was a really um, interesting story to be told about this artist, about his art. Um, and also to sort of refamiliarize audiences with somebody who was very well known at the time period and again whose work really speaks to the issues that we're addressing today in our current political climate. You are listening to Vocalo's Morning Amp in studio with me is Greg Foster Rice. He is the curator of the Many Hats of Ralph Arnold's Art, Identity and Politics opening on October 11th at the Museum of Contemporary Photography. Now you mentioned earlier in this conversation that you want to reintroduce or introduce Ralph Arnold's work to a 2018 audience. What are the parallels between what's happening now socio-politically and what was taking place during his heyday or his prime when his works were being created? Sure. Well, um, one of them is just the issue of identity and how Ralph Arnold addresses his identity. The title of the show um, actually comes from a piece called The Many Hats of Ralph Arnold. Um, and in that piece, uh, Ralph Arnold shows himself in a variety of guises or personas. Um, in some of them, he's appropriating sort of traditional tropes of period blackness from the 1960s and 70s, like a koofy hat and sort of looking like a member of the Black Panthers. In other of the images, he's appropriating images that we might more associate with whiteness, like a cowboy hat or a ski goggles and hat and things. And so he's kind of playing with the malleability of identity um, and the fact that identity is something that's performed and that his masculinity, his sexuality, his race are things that are constantly in flux and that he's sort of addressing. And I think that's actually a very contemporary way that we think about identity today. And he was doing this in the 1960s. Um, and he was, um, you know, he was pretty frank and pretty candid with people about his sexuality at a time period where that wasn't quite, um, where society wasn't quite as welcoming and open to that. The, the gay liberation movement was really quite nascent in Chicago at that time period. Um, so I think that that really speaks to audiences, is to know that there was somebody who was um, addressing these issues 50 years before today. Um, politically, 
certainly the parallels between 1968 and 2018 in our current political climate, um, they're really rich. I mean, when I look at the protest images that he's incorporated in his pieces, I can't help but think of the Women's March here in Chicago. I can't help but think about the Black Lives Matter movement. And um, again, I think it's really important for... um, younger audiences as well as folks of, you know, my generation, a little bit older than younger, but um, to be able to acknowledge this history um, and that the sort of the protests that we're engaged in now, they really build on movements that started in many cases in the middle of the 20th century. Looking in and then zooming out, where do you think Ralph Arnold's work lies in Chicago's historical context in terms of artists who impacted and certainly highlighted what was happening within our city's limits? I think his work Uh, What's really interesting about Ralph Arnold's work is that, um, again, that issue of his identity, I keep bringing it up. While I think it's really important, I wouldn't want us to think that it's the only lens through which to see his his art. Um, His art is not, you know, his his queerness and his blackness are not the only lenses through which we'll understand his art. Um, There are abstract pieces as well. There are pieces that sort of um, tell um, non-political stories. There's some really humorous work in there too. But what I think is really important is even for those pieces that don't directly address his identity or his politics, recentering um, a queer artist of color as a central figure who knew some of the major artists and worked with some of the many sort of um, major movements in Chicago and American art he exhibited in New York and across the country during that time period, to sort of recenter a figure like that, even in some of their non-identity-based or non-political-based work, tells a different story. It, it sort of changes the way that we understand American art history when we recognize that it was a more diverse place and we need to acknowledge the roles that um, that um, various individuals played in it. Well, I'm excited to see this, and we have a preview uh, this coming 11th? Yeah, this uh, Thursday the 11th, uh, from 5 to 7 p.m., we've got the opening at the Museum of Contemporary Photography at the intersection of Michigan and Harrison. Um, it's a great institution, and I'm very um, proud and, and privileged to be able to work there as a guest curator on this exhibition. Greg Foster-Rice, thank you so much for making time for us this morning. 